0: Date of recording, the 30th of March, 2021.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Okari. For today's episode, we're talking about the 93rd Academy Awards. And my guest for today is Connor Hibbard. Hey, Connor, welcome to the show. Hi,
0: Vedant. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here and talk about the Oscars.
1: I'm super excited as well. So do you just want to introduce yourself really quickly?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm Connor Hibbard. I uh, am a oh, I'm so used to saying my major, when I'm introducing myself, but I guess that's not super important. I love movies a lot. I have a movie review Instagram account at Connor Talks About Films. Um, it is basically just my letterboxed uh, reviews that I put on Instagram, and I have uh, the last few years of my life, I've been very invested in uh, the Oscars and watching a lot of. Uh, sort of artsy films, not super mainstream films. Um, I go to the movie theater a lot before COVID hit. I would go um, all the time. And I've, uh, I have found time to go when, when COVID has been a little less, um, when, when the flare-ups have been a little less um, terrible. The last I saw, I was at Cinemopolis, which for those who aren't <laughs> familiar is our, our local uh, indie movie theater, which I'm a member of and I love very much. I was watching a movie there on March 12th, and I walked out and I saw that Broadway had shut down. And that was the last movie I saw in theaters until September, I think. I went and saw a re-release of like um, Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. or something like that. The, The point is, I really love movies, and I really, really love the Oscars. And this is a very strong year, so I'm very excited to talk about it.
1: Actually, I just remembered my last film in a movie theater was Parasite, actually, mm, in Fe- February, 2020. I, February 2020. And then with uh, the summer for my 20th birthday, my family took me to see Jaws at a drive-in. Oh, very nice. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious. You mentioned that you're more into non-mainstream films. Why is that?
0: I just find that they're better usually. Um I don't get me wrong, I enjoy mainstream movies. I'm a big big into the MCU and you don't even get me started on how good the Star Wars sequels are because I will fight to the death on that. And um yeah, I I I like mainstream films and I'll go and see uh, mainstream movies, but I just I really like movies that tell important personal stories that deserve to be told and I feel like I just don't care deeply like I'm not going to see Godzilla versus King Kong because I don't care about that I'd much rather watch a personal drama about a about a woman who loses her child like the fabulous pieces of a woman that came out this year than watch like Tom and Jerry screw around for an hour and a half um
1: (laughs) yeah so that's yeah that's just me i definitely feel like indie and non-mainstream films they tend to be more daring because you know with mainstream Mm -hmm. films you kind of have to play it safe to get a larger audience because you need to satisfy more people that's that's absolutely true and
0: i think we're seeing with parasite and i hope this becomes a trend of these smaller indie movies hitting it big parasite like blew up um when Oscar nominations were announced and everyone realized how, how fantastic the movie is. Um, so I hope we get we begin to see more of a trend of these more daring, smaller movies uh, moving a little more into the mainstream.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like especially with streaming services, we're gonna see more and more uh, indie films. Like I saw 8th Grade in the theater and then on streaming service, cause it was that mm. good. Oh, that's my really-
0: favorite movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. I love 8th Grade so much.
1: Yeah, eighth grade, and uh, Borat 2 came on Amazon Prime, and I don't think mm-hmm. that would air on television at all. Oh, no, absolutely
0: not. <laughs> no, they're not putting Borat on, on TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, I'm just wondering, so do you typically watch the Oscars, or was it just the pandemic that drew you to it this year? I do typically watch. Um, I, I've i been watching the Oscars since I
0: was very young, Um, but then in my teenage years, I started to, like, watch the movies more. Um, it, so I, I understood what was going on. It's been, I've been like actively involved in watching a lot of Oscar movies the past three or four years, but I've been watching the Oscars since I was, I was very young. And then the, the pandemic just gave me more time to watch a lot of great film and uh, build up my anticipation for the Oscars.
1: That's great. So let's get into the Oscars. So let's which, which category do you want to talk about first? Who well, let's start with.
0: Well, the, the Oscars usually start with actress in a supporting role, so I, sub, I suppose, or maybe it's actor in a supporting role. We'll start with actress in a supporting role, I believe. Um, I, I can run through the nominees quickly. We have Maria uh, Bakalova in Borat, too. Glenn Close in Hill,
1: Hillbilly, ele- Elegy. I think that's how you say it.
0: Yes, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman in The Father, Amanda Seyfried and Mank, and, uh, oh boy, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Ye Jung Yoon in Minari. I'm very sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Uh, She was fantastic. When examining the Oscars, I usually do who I think will win and who I want to win. (sighs) I've been struggling with my predictions this year. This is a very strong category. I think that Ye Jung Yoon, or however you pronounce her name, I'm so sorry. Uh, The brilliant grandmother from Minari will win. I think she probably also deserves to win. Olivia Coleman and the father was excellent, but um, she was the best part of Minari. Uh, There's a lot of buzz about Glenn Close potentially winning her first Oscar, but she was terrible uh, in this movie. And fun fact she is the third actor ever to be nominated for. An Oscar and a Razzie, which is like the anti-Oscars yeah. uh, for this for, for the same role. So, she was really bad in *Hillbilly I
1: What about uh, Maria and Borat too? What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, she won the Golden Globe, um, for this role. I enjoyed her a lot, and I enjoyed Borat too. I had, I haven't still haven't seen Borat the original, but I, I watched Borat too. I think she was pretty good and very funny. Um, I just don't think it's really in. Oscar-worthy role. It's certainly not a traditionally Oscar-worthy role, and I think there are better and more impactful performances this year. So she could win. That'd be a. I think that'd be an upset, and I'd be happy for her. But um, I'm not opposed to her winning or anything. But I just think, I, I think there were several other better performances in this category.
1: I agree, and uh, I've heard The Father is a really good movie. I know Chris Stuckman spoke very positively about The Father. I, uh,
0: I, I saw that Chris Stuckman review and that's, that's why I watched it. I watched the father two days ago and I don't think I've ever cried at a movie so greatly. It, I gave it five stars. It left me absolutely emotionally devastated. Um, oh boy, I'm going to start crying. Just thinking about it. It was in, um, an amazing movie, but I will never watch it again. Um, Amanda or not Amanda, Olivia Coleman was really excellent in a really subtle performance in that role. Um, I appreciated her in that movie a lot. She, she absolutely could win.
1: Yeah, possibly. And uh, again, I haven't seen Mank because I really like Citizen Kane, but I'm not like a super fan mm-hmm. of Citizen Kane and Minari. It's twenty dollars right now, so I'm not. I'm saving <laughs> yeah. my money right now. <laughs> no, I
0: understand. Mank was uh Mank was fine. Um, Amanda Seyfried was pretty good, but I I, I don't think that's really uh, an Oscar worthy turn so yeah i'm 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 hoping that the Minari actress wins. I'm so sorry that I don't know how to pronounce your name, but you were really excellent if you're listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> Have you watched uh
0: Hillbilly Elegy? I'm just wondering I did um it was bad. It was very bad. I've heard. <laughs> It wasn't the worst movie I've seen this year, but it certainly wasn't the best. Um,
1: All right. So yeah. Do you, do you want to move on to the next category?
0: Sure. Let's let's move to actor in a supporting role. The nominees being Sasha Baron Cohen, not for Borat 2, but for the trial of Sh- of the Chicago Seven. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Racy or Racky or Racy in Sound of Metal, and then Lakeith Stanfield also in Judas and the Black Messiah. This is a controversial uh, category because apparently the Oscars don't think that Judas and the Black Messiah has a lead actor, but Lakeith Stanfield should have been nominated for Best Actor, not uh, Best Supporting, uh, because he's clearly the lead in that movie. However, this is Daniel Kaluuya's award to lose. He won the Golden Globe. He was spectacular as Fred Hampton um, and made that movie. The movie's already great, but without him, it would have been much much less great he it, this is his Toulouse. he was amazing but Lakeith Stanfield and Paul Rassi could also uh pull it out as a as um black sheep contenders
1: gotcha I mean to be honest I haven't watched any of these films I saw part of the trial of the Chicago <laughs> 7 last night and it seems pretty good to me uh Sasha Baron Cohen to be honest I'd never even heard of him before Borat 2 came out right sure um
0: yeah, I he was he was I think easily the best part of *Trial of Chicago 7 was a movie I didn't care for too much. It was fine. Um, I think he was the best part of that movie, and I think he deserves the nomination. I don't think he deserves a win, but it's 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 an honor just to be nominated, of course. So, who do you secretly want to win Best Supporting Actor? Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> it's it's not even a secret. I will shout it from the mountaintop. He deserves this award so much. Um, Paul Rassi could also win. And I, I would be happy for him because he he does a great performance. But this is Daniel Kaluuya's all the way. I think he deserves it. So for best animated feature, we have five nominees: Onward, the Pixar movie Over the Moon, uh, a Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon, which is an Oscar movie apparently, uh, Soul, another Pixar movie, and then Wolf Walker, which is on Apple TV Plus.
1: Um, yeah, this is, uh oh, Soul was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I loved, I loved Soul. You know, it's, it's one of those movies that just makes you really question life and whether you're taking full advantage of living. And it made me feel things that I never expected to feel, especially because I'm relatively young as a 20 year old and the character's like a 40 something, but mm-hmm. it, it was still very existential. I really like how the film doesn't really have any, answers like it doesn't provide any concrete answers about what the purpose of life is such as uh, with the ending where it just shows joe learning to live life to the fullest and then it just cuts to black i really like that and it also doesn't show what happens to 22 at the end and i really like that open-endedness i know a lot of people didn't like that but i personally really liked that oh no i agree i i love movies that present questions
0: and then leave you to figure out the answers if there even is an answer and i think that that's the beauty of soul is that it it refuses to give answers and says, there probably is no answer. Just, I mean, just be it. it, And for an animated kids movie to address such incredibly weighty themes so well and so beautifully is, is really spectacular. The animation in this movie is gorgeous. Uh, It was a treat to look at. It's very funny. And I mean, you can always count on Pixar to tell it, to just, tell a great story and it really did i had tapped soul as a potential best picture nominee um kind of on the outskirts i'm i'm really sad that it didn't get nominated for best picture um because animated films have been nominated in the past i think this is 110 percent soul gonna win animated feature
1: what about the other films i mean i i watched sean the sheep as a kid but i don't know now. <laughs> yeah me too so i haven't seen um the three of the others i saw onward which was
0: very, very good i gave both Onward and Soul, four and a half stars. Soul, I think, was uh, a much better movie, um, but Onward was very sweet as well, and a, and another good fantasy story. I have not seen any of the other three. I've heard that Wolf Walkers is especially good, but I don't have Apple TV Plus, um, so I'm not going to be able to watch that for a while. And um, I don't really know what Over the Moon is. And uh, I mean, Shaun the Sheep isn't really going to win an Oscar, uh, so. But sure, I mean, I also watch Shaun the Sheep as a child, so good for him yep no worries
1: yeah i mean imagine if sean the sheep wins best animated feature film
0: the the world would simply implode from the madness of it all (laughs) i kind of want it to happen just for the just for the joke it won't
1: and i've heard that onward excuse me Onward, that's a Tom Holland one, right? Tom Holland and Chris Pratt? Yes, yes.
0: I've heard it's an okay movie. I thought it was better than okay. I think people thought it was okay because Pixar has been putting out absolute like classics lately. Toy Story 4 was really great. Uh, uh, Soul was really great. Coco was really great. I think Onward doesn't get as much credit because it delves... It's more of a fantastical film, but it has a really nice message at its core. And... um i don't know maybe i did give it too high of a rating when i initially saw it but i was moved by it i i, I pretty much anything pixar puts out is uh, i'll eat i'll eat right up so i thought it was better than okay and then uh yeah sorry to whoever made the other three movies glenn Keane, tom moore will becker sorry <laughs> i'm not gonna watch it
1: What exactly is it about? Because I know it's about like two brothers, but what is the message Mm. of the film? So
0: it's about these two brothers who are living in a a fantasy world with elves and trolls and manticores and stuff like that. Um, But magic has basically disappeared because they got like modern science and their lives are convenient. One of the the brothers harness the power of like ancient magic to bring back their father who... uh, passed away when they were young for one day but they only bring back like the spell goes wrong so they only bring back the lower half of his body um so it's only his legs so they go on this big adventure to like finish the spell and meet their dad and it's about brotherly love and growing up and accepting and coming to terms with grief um but it's also a, and it's fun for kids because it's about magic and the colors are bright and it's got elves and stuff it, it's it's like all pixar it's for everyone really.
1: I was wondering if you had any thoughts about Best Original Screenplay, the category. The Screenplay Awards are one I always really look forward to because I think if a film doesn't have good writing,
0: it it fails. Um, And I I really try to focus on the writing most of all when I'm evaluating how much I like a film. So the nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. Hmm. I mean, that is a tough one to pick. I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is an Aaron Sorkin movie, so it's written well, but I think it's the worst of the screenplays. I would pick, I think the best screenplay is either Sound of Metal or Promising Young Woman, two movies that I really loved and I don't think are going to get enough credit at the awards. Um, Sound of Metal is, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie about a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing, Um and coming to terms with that, and then Promising Young Woman is a brilliant revenge movie take on the Me Too thing. And I don't want to say anymore because that would be spoiling it. Um, yeah, so I think either of those could or should win. Minari, as well, is a strong contender.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard really good things about Promising Young Woman. I I haven't watched it yet. I think it's on Hulu right now. It's I watched it on video on demand. I paid twenty
0: bucks for it because I really wanted to see it. Um, it's really great. It's really good. Bo Burnham's in it. I love Bo Burnham.
1: Yeah, I also love Bo. Uh, I mean, like we mentioned, Eighth Grade. I think he directed or wrote he Eighth did. Grade. He wrote and directed
0: it. Yes, that's like I mentioned, that's my favorite movie. I love him as a comedian, as a director, as an actor, as a writer. He's just, he's a genius. I think he's great. And I kind of look like him, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Sound of Metal. A little bit. Yeah. There's this Hulu show or movie, it's called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise or something. So it, it reminds me a lot about that. Mm,
0: I I've not seen that, but I've heard of it. Um, yeah, Sound of Metal is is really excellent. I think I gave that five stars. It is really brilliant, a really really brilliant movie. And uh, Riz Ahmed, who we'll talk about in a little bit for best actor, um, is fantastic. Derry Smarter wrote and directed, or did he direct? Yeah, I think he wrote and directed. And it is a a, a oh, such a beautiful movie about stillness and quietness and acceptance. Oh. I love it so much.
1: What do you think about best adapted screenplay? The ones that have been nominated. Sure. So nominations uh, were Borat 2, uh, The Father, Nomadland,
0: uh, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. I have not seen The White Tiger. I do not know what that is. I think The Father should win. Like I said, I just watched The Father, and the complexities of that screenplay are insane. It was adapted from a French play by writer-director Florian Zeller. Um I don't think that Borat Borat could win. It's a strong contender. I think I don't think it should because so much of it is like interactions with the unsuspecting public. Yeah. Um. And then Nomadland, really the dialogue. I know screenplay is more than dialogue, but I think the the soul of Nomadland is Frances McDormand's performance, and I think she makes it more than the screenplay does. I think The Father is the most complex and affecting uh, and brilliant screenplay this year. Adapted or original, so I think it should win. Um, I agree. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure who the front runner is, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I haven't watched The White Tiger, and I'm brown, so these companies have been shooting me with promo chats <laughs> sure. online, saying, "Hey, watch The White Tiger." All right. Is it um what is it from? Is it a Bollywood movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Bollywood film. Um, I mean, it's based in India, so a okay. lot of recommendations.
0: Right, right, sure. Yeah, I've never even. I've never heard of it. I've never seen one ad for it, but maybe I'll watch it soon because I've watched most of them and I need more movies to watch. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I liked Borat too, but I don't know why it belongs here because it's it's a mockumentary, so a lot of it is not scripted. Mm -hmm. I,
0: I absolutely agree.
1: And the father, um, I've heard that it's very complex in terms of like how the person who plays the daughter changes a lot because that's how it happens in people with dementia. They see different people every time. Yeah. Yes. There are there are some
0: times throughout the father where um the the main, the central character Anthony Hopkins gets confused and, and mixes up who is who and, and the actor and actresses change around him. And um ugh. I won't say anymore because I don't want to spoil it. Although I would not recommend watching The Father. It's the best film of the year, in my opinion, or, or well, no, it's not. It's one of the best films of the year, in my opinion, but I cried a lot. So if you don't want to cry a lot, don't watch it.
1: Yeah. It seems like a real tearjerker that people might not want to watch right now, given what's going on in the world with COVID and what have you.
0: Mm-hmm. It, is, it is certainly not an escapist movie. It is heavy and terrifying in it. And it, it, it will haunt me for quite a while.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I also really like Nomadland. I'm a huge fan of uh, Frances McDormand. I really liked her in Three Billboards outside, I think, Missouri. But I agree that the dialogue is not very good.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's the weird thing is with Nomadland, I struggled to even know what was dialogue written and what was just improvised because pretty much all of the actors that she encounters are real nomads living this life. So I think... Chloe Chloe Zhao adapted this screenplay just from their experiences and from the the novel or the the novel not the novel the the book that was written the nonfiction book that was written about this existence. Um, the dialogue was very sparse. Um, so yeah, the dialogue was very sparse, and it just I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a solid screenplay. I just don't think it's nearly as good as as The Father.
1: Yeah, No Man's Land reminds me. So, um, so Chloe Zhao got nominated for Best Director, and if you notice in Best Director, I believe there are two women this time. Typically, there's just mm-hmm. one woman or none at all. So, how do you think representation has improved or could be improved upon in this year's uh, Academy Awards?
0: Yeah, so this is the first time in the history of the Oscars that two women have been nominated for Best Director, and Chloe Zhao is the first woman to ever be nominated. Uh, the first woman of color to ever be nominated for Best Director. I struggle to talk about like diversity and representation because I'm a white guy. I'm a straight white guy attending Ithaca College. Like I haven't known any of that hardship. Um, so I, I think it's a it's a wonderful thing, and they're very 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 deserving um, of the nominations. Emerald Emerald Fennel. Uh, Emerald Emerald Fennel is her name. Emerald Fennel. Yeah. Yeah, for a promising young woman, is the other um, female nominee for best director. I think Chloe Zhao is should win that award, um, or Emerald Fennell. I think they're the two front runners as right now. I think it's a wonderful thing, and I think we we encountered the Oscars so white thing several years ago, and I think we are now seeing. I I mean, just the best picture nominees have a wide range of not just um, representation in terms of skin color and gender and sexual orientation and things like that but it, it, it's just the range of stories that are being told is not maybe not what people would expect from the stuffy old oscars so I, I i think we're coming hopefully coming into a new age for the oscars where this kind of thing is much more regular um and more female directors are, are getting their due
1: hopefully and of course we have a long way to go but it is nice to see that they're diversifying the narratives like um this film the father didn't get nominated for best picture but it's a very unique experience it's it's a very unique way to tell about dementia and all Did you say the father the father did
0: get nominated for best picture actually
1: oh i see that now my bad yeah
0: no worries uh yes yes but you're absolutely right it is it is told from the perspective of the man with dementia which is Often films like this are told from the perspective of those who are trying to help and those on the outside, but it is such an interesting way to tell that story.
1: Yeah, and also films like uh, Marini's Black Bottom as well mm-hmm. as uh, Soul, of course, which I think is the first the, – it's the first Pixar film with an African-American protagonist, I believe.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. And films like – I know Malcolm and Marie was the subject of a lot of controversy. Um uh, a white writer director writing two black characters. Malcolm and Marie, not nominated for any Oscars, uh, got a critical thrashing, but it was my favorite movie of the year. I thought it was the best movie of the decade so far. I adored Malcolm and Marie. Um, and I'm very sad that it didn't get nominated for anything, but
1: gotcha. Yes, you're absolutely right. And of course, there's pieces of a woman which you really mm-hmm. liked. And then there is, of course, Minari, which I believe Minari is about uh, South Korean immigrants.
0: Yes, it's about Korean immigrants uh, who settle in Arkansas and uh, start
1: a farm. We already talked about Best Supporting Actor Actors. you want to talk about Best Actor and Actress? Oh, boy, let's do it. All right,
0: we'll start with Actor in a Leading Role because it it seems pretty cut and dry who's going to win this one. Nominees are Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and then Stephen U.N., Uh, if that's how you pronounce your name, I'm very sorry, in Um, Chad. This is Chadwick Boseman's award to lose. We all know, tragically, Chadwick Boseman passed away uh, in 2020, and this is the performance of his life. I think Anthony Hopkins' performance in The Father, I don't know if it was better. I would put them on equal pegging. They're two very different performances. I think the Oscars is going to posthumously, um, posthumously honor bozeman give him that award and i will be thrilled if anthony hopkins won i would also be happy if riz ahmed won i would also be happy um even if steven U.N. won not gary oldman please
1: i haven't watched the entirety of ma rainey's black bottom but i've heard a lot of people say that this is the best performance of his entire career it is
0: it is he he is a lightning bolt in this movie it's so hard And I think where Ma Rainey struggled as a film was adapting a play into a film. A lot got lost in translation, I felt. There's just a certain magic in theater that you can't replicate with a camera. However, Chadwick Boseman brought a whole lot of that magic back. He was magnetic in this movie, and he deserves all the recognition in the world. The performance builds and builds and builds as the movie goes on. it's it, He was wonderful, and he's very deserving of an award. He will almost certainly win.
1: Absolutely. I hope Chadwick Boseman wins, but again, if Anthony Hopkins wins for The Father, then I'm happy too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. All right, so speaking of uh, Ma Rainey's bo- Black Bottom, we have Best Actress, where Viola Davis has also been nominated for her role in that film. Yes, she was nominated... Uh,
0: for, for playing the titular Ma
1: Rainey. She was nominated
0: alongside Andre Day in the US versus Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in no- McDormand in Nomad Land, and Carrie Mulligan in Promise a Young Woman. Oh boy, this is the this is the hardest category for me to pick. Each of these performances are distinctly wonderful. Um if I had to pick, I cannot pick a front runner because I just don't know what's going on in the minds of the Academy. I think Frances McDormand deserves the award. She's already won two Oscars, but man, the subtext she brings to she brings to Fern in Nomadland is spectacular. Yes. I think I think Carrie Mulligan uh, might get overlooked, but she was fantastic. And then Andre Day, I thought Francis McDormand was gonna run the table. Uh, at the award in award season for this role. But then Andre Day won for US versus Billy Holiday. She won the Golden Globe. So it's such a tight race. I don't think Vanessa Kirby or Viola Davis will win. I think they would be deserving if they did though.
1: I think Carrie Mulligan, she's pretty young, 35. So I feel like mm-hmm. she's not established enough to win best actress
0: sure yeah that's an interesting point they might they might see it as you know she'll have other roles down the pipeline she'll get other chances um even that's the thing though is andre day certainly isn't established she's i think even younger and she's a singer i mean she's a she's a musician she's she is not typically an actor but man she kills she kills this role as she makes us versus billy holiday barely bearable because the movie was bad
1: I've heard it's pretty bad, but a lot of people said that Day was really good as an actress, even though the film was bad. Yeah, that's – I mean, if she
0: wasn't in that movie, I would have struggled to get through the whole thing. Um,
1: yeah, and I agree with you that I loved Frances McDormand's performance in Nomadland because she just brings so much humanity to a character mm-hmm. who kind of antagonizes everybody intentionally or not. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And
0: I was listening to a, an NPR review of Land. And they were saying how Frances McDormand is like so malleable an actress she can just she blends in as Fern so perfectly never did I feel like I was watching Frances McDormand act. I find myself detached to a level at films because when I'm watching I'm thinking how am I going to write my review you know, do I like this I mean, I'm evaluating various aspects because that's just what I enjoy doing but I just got lost in lost in her performance and she drew me in so compellingly and I think she deserves this award.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'd be happy if uh, Frances mcdormand won, but I've heard uh, that Carrie Mulligan was really good, so maybe mm-hmm. she'll pull off an upset.
0: Yeah, I would be honestly, I'm fine with any of these any of these fabulous actresses winning. they They all put in great performances. Like I said, this is the hardest one for me to choose
1: absolutely and so i guess we should move on to the final two categories uh first mm-hmm. best director and then the big one best picture mm-hmm. uh, so starting with best directing
0: um nominees are thomas vinterberg for another round uh david fincher for mank lee Isaac chung for minari nomad or chloe jiao for nomadland and emerald fennel for promising young woman so i have not seen another round i was going to watch it the other night and then um my schedule got a little screwed up, so I'm hoping to watch it this week or this weekend. This is its only Oscar nomination. Um, I think this is Chloe Zhao's award to lose, though I could also see Lee Isaac Chung potentially winning for Minari. I think David Fincher is kind of like the classic Academy nomination. Mank is a movie about movies. You know the Oscar loves when movies are about movies. Yeah. Um they love their little narcissistic vanity trip movies. Um, I think Chloe Zhao deserves the award. I think she will win the award. That'll be two years in a row than then an Asian director won. Best director uh, after Bong Joon-ho won last year for uh, Parasite.
1: The directing is really good in Nomadland. And I was going to watch another round, but I never got to because, you know, we have midterms going on right now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me. Um I think it is a testament to Chloe Zhao's direction that Nomadland in no way feels inauthentic because as I mentioned, there's really only a few actual actors in them. But when when Chloe Zhao is using non-actors in these roles like Swanky and uh, whatever her other friend's name is, um, it, it never ever feels contrived or inauthentic or like they're acting because they're not. And the one of the most important important parts, if not the most important part of being a director is working successfully with your actors. And Chloe Zhao, it is a feat, a feat that she pulls off in Nomadland.
1: I also feel like the directing is good in that the film takes its time. Like There are a lot of slow scenes Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of modern... Uh, directors would just you know do quick cuts here and there but this film is very slow and it absorbs you in over time it's slower paced but i think it works really well with this film
0: yeah ab- absolutely it, it it kind of eschews a traditional plot it, it it's an it's sort of like a concept film like we have concept in musicals it, it's just about something it's not about a series of events it's about the feeling that it evokes
1: yeah, it is a concept film and I feel like we need to get away from this idea. I know they teach us in some television classes that is that every second, every frame needs to build up to something where sometimes you just need downtime and I really like that Nomadland does that. Absolutely could not agree more with it. Don- could not agree more. All right. Shall we shall we do it? Shall
0: we yes. hit the big one? Let's go for the right. best picture. This year there are eight nominees for Best Picture, and they are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven.
1: This is a very mm. tough category because they're <laughs> oh, all so good. T-
0: <laughs> you're telling me. So, if I had to pick a winner right now, I would say Nomadland. However, if that—that's what—that's my prediction. I think The Father deserves it. Or I think it's a race between Nomadland, uh, Minari, and The Father. I think those are the three potential winners. Sound of Metal is a black sheep candidate that is going to get overlooked in virtually every other category that could pull out a big surprise win here. I don't think that'll happen, but it could. Um, Yeah, if I had to pick a prediction right now, I'd say Nomadland. I think it it might be... It's an Oscar film in that it's artsy and has a lot of subtext um but it's also not super traditional and has the the sort of diversity element that the oscars might be looking to to honor
1: i agree and i feel like one of the reasons trial chicago 7 is here because it's it's a good movie but also because it's a biopic and the oscars love biopics
0: yeah it's every year there's like one like b b minus historical movie that they put on the on the nomination list and this year it's they have two Trial chicago 7 and mank this year um Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and if you notice here that there are a lot of high-concept films like with uh, The Father as well as uh, Sound of Metal and, of course, uh, Nomadland and Minari. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you you kind of have this distinction between, like you said, these high-concept films about man suffering with dementia, heavy metal drummer losing his hearing – being out, you know, losing your job and being out in the American West. And then you have these more traditional story movies, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is excellent. Um, Trial of Chicago 7, *Mank*, A Promising Young Woman sort of falls in the middle of that because it does have a very tight plot, but it is also about the concept of like revenge and and the Me Too movement. So you kind of have this interesting juxtaposition. Um, Man, I don't know. Maybe Minari will win. I don't
1: know oh it's so tough to say it is tough i mean i'm betting either nomadland or minari wins best picture i think yeah i would bet that too
0: i i'm not locking my official predictions yet because i need to see how the sag awards and the and the bath just uh shake out but as of right now i would i I would probably take nomadland so it deserves it
1: uh, Connor, are there any other categories that you want to talk about? Hmm, well, um, not particularly. I mean, all the other
0: categories are um, shorts, documentaries, things like that, which I haven't really seen. And then the technical awards. Um, I think there are, I mean, cinematography, I think that should go to Nomadland pretty easily. Yep. Um like I said, I just really wanted to shout out my disappointment that Malcolm and Marie didn't get any nominations. I was really sad about that because it's really good. Um
1: I do have one question though. So Tenet got nominated for best production design. Have you I think <laughs> you've you've seen Tenet before? I have. Yes. I did see Tenet in that was actually
0: that was not my first movie back, but I did see it in theaters in September or October or so.
1: I've heard very polarizing things about Tenet. What did you Ooh. think of the film? <laughs> so um
0: the film itself, I give it three and a half stars. The definitely deserves the production design. I mean, it's a Christopher Christopher Nolan is famous for his use of of practical effects over CGI, so I think it deserves I, it deserves that nomination and some you know whatever if it got nominated for sound or anything. The script is intentionally confusing and really disorienting, and it's way too long. Um, it's 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 an It's a good movie. I enjoyed my time watching it in the theater. I will not be watching it again. And there are many... (laughs) It is a good movie, but it is not an important movie. It is not a story that needed to be told. It does not say anything important about our world. Um, But it's a big budget. It was the movie of the summer. So I guess guess it's only right that it got a nomination or two.
1: All right. So I think we touched upon the major categories that both of us wanted to talk about. Yes, we did. This was a a
0: great old time. I got to sort out some of my uh, predictions. I think I have a better idea of who I'm going to take now. So thank you very much for having me on the dump.
1: Do you want to give a shout-out to your podcast, Your Wednesday Matinee, since we mentioned theater a lot? Yes. Uh, I have two WICB
0: podcasts. I'll shout-out both of them. I have, uh, like Vedant just said, Your Wednesday Matinee, which I co-host with my friend Lou, uh, where we talk about everything theater. We're two theater kids with a lot of knowledge and a lot of opinions. Uh, so that's a fun time. And then I have my other podcast called Out to Lunch, which is an album analysis-slash-review show where I take two albums uh, with a common link and dissect them some of the key songs and explore their place in music. So those are two podcasts through 92 WICB. You can find them on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can, if you're interested, you can find them by just searching WICB, which is our radio station at the mm-hmm. college at just search WICB presents out to lunch or WICB presents your Wednesday matinee. Very true.
0: Yes. Please listen. We would very much appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Connor. Yeah, thank you.